Jade from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. And I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. Hey, Darren Patterson. How are you, John Trumbull? Um, fine, I, I guess. <laughs> sorry, I, 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 that's, I didn't re- yeah, I didn't realize that first question off the rip was, would stumble you, I'm sorry. Well, look, I mean, when someone asks me if I'm fine these days, that's like... You know, there's that immediate question of, okay, do you just want a quick answer so we can get into that? Or, or do you want a real answer, which is like, a, you know, 10 minutes? Right. <laughs> like, you know, look, we talked before we were recording. You know what's going on with yeah. me. Um, I, yeah. And yeah. I um, am probably going to get into that a little at the end of the podcast, I think, because I think uh, it's, it's probably the right thing to do, even though I don't want to do it, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that. There's a little teaser for you, a little yeah, mysterious teaser for you. How, how are you doing, Darren Patterson? I'm cool. <laughs> I'm all right. You know, living a life, chasing a dream, uh, there you go. walking around in the 70 degree weather in uh, November. That's weird. Can, yeah, you, that's very weird. That's weird. The, the, in, I mean, November's too light to have an Indian summer. That's yeah, absolutely. That's it's, odd. That's like okay. Is this is this part of the end times? Yeah. Is this how is this how the, the world dies in a yeah you know nice warmish beach weather? Yeah, I mean we're probably just a couple of years away from us like just bursting into flames as soon as we walk outside. That's right. The end is nigh, everybody. That's and, I, st- and I'm very pale, so that was essentially happening to me anyway. So. Yeah. Oh my god, you're gonna look like the the Human Torch. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Flame on. Exactly, exactly. But hey, we're we're back here. We're plugging away. We got another episode of SNL to talk about uh, this week. We're going to talk about season forty-eight, episode five, with Amy Schumer hosting for, I believe, the second time. And uh, uh, Steve Lacey is the musical guest. This is from November fifth, twenty twenty-two. And go ahead, Darren. Well, I was going to say, yeah, no, I believe this is her third time hosting. Her third time. See, okay, obviously, I didn't look it up before we started recording because. God, it's exhausting just to fact check every fucking thing, isn't it? It really is. We should just make up facts like our uh, local politicians do. Hashtag alternative facts. Um, And hey, as long as we're talking about fact checking and correcting stuff, I found out I said something wrong on the show last week. I said that because like last week, Cecily Strong debuted as part of the opening because she's back from California after doing Search for Science of Intelligent Life in the Universe. And I said, oh, yeah, she I was surprised that her dog Lucy isn't there. Her dog Lucy is there with her on the couch next to her. Oh, um, really? it's it's just the the shots are so fast and it was kind of dark. I missed I missed Lucy. So Hello. my bad, you know, it's okay. a black dog. Yeah, but she's like she's fanning Lucy with like a, that little feather thingy. So this is Lucy erasure. Yeah, so uh, forgive me for doubting that you would ever not have your dog, or that you would ever have your dog on on the show. That, of course, is a is a must for you, Cecily Strong. Right, so, Cecily Strong. All apologies from us here at the SNL Nerds Podcast. Yeah, just wanted to set the record straight. I mean, nobody like came at me and was like, "Hey, you got that wrong." But I, I like when I realized I got that wrong, I was like, "Oh shit!" I said the opposite. I, now I feel bad. Okay. Um, All right. Let's see. You owned up to it, and we we learn, we grow. Exactly. Is that so tough, politicians, when That's you're right. wrong about something, to be like, "Hey, my bad. I got that wrong. I'm gonna try and get that right." Is that so wrong? Is that so wrong? Is that yeah? 
Yeah, speaking of politics, cold open. Cold open. Uh, this is on YouTube as President Biden midterm address cold open. That's that's very wordy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's tighten that up. Yeah. Well, but we got. But hey, hey we've got. Uh, you guys are hearing this on Monday, so midterm elections are tomorrow on Tuesday the eighth. Uh, please vote. Please vote. Please vote blue. I'm, I'm not even going to dress it up. Please vote wow. blue. <laughs> because Republicans are just so fucking evil right now. Uh, yeah. It ain't good, man. <laughs> it ain't good. It ain't good. I, I like having a democracy. I'd like to keep having a democracy. So It would be nice. You know, yeah. dictatorship. I'm not I'm not too uh, not a big fan of that. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So we got a message from the President of the United States. We got James Austin Johnson as Biden. Uh, and he's he brings out a bunch of insane Democratic candidates who are not real candidates, right? Because I think the um, the way he pitches it is with these midterm elections coming up, they realize that the Democrats don't have the uh, sort of wacky, out of the box type of uh, right candidates that the republicans have you know right we've got like kind of drier people we don't have like an insane herschel walker or the uh yeah uh, carrie what's the name the lady that cecily played last week oh uh lake lake yeah lake yeah Um, yeah we have people who have you know experience and uh sound ideas and can speak in complete sentences and it's not just word salad so it's it yeah it's the premise of the sketch is the Democrats trying to match the Republicans for crazy. Um, so they bring, they bring out Chloe as Marianne Williamson, who is the woman who had to deny that she was a witch. Um, uh, yeah, they have, we got Molly coming out as uh, Guy Fieri, the mayor of Flavortown. Right, right. Uh, Marcelo Hernandez, one of the new folks, as Takashi69. Uh, got, got Cecily. As Cecily comes out as Stormy Daniels, saying she's ready to reach around the aisle and get things done. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I think you mean reach across. And she's like, okay, well, you do you. Um, uh, uh, we got uh, Ego as Azalea Banks, who just kind of screams she's a witch and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> that was so baffling. Yeah. And then, and then lastly, we have Keenan as Tracy Morgan, who's in charge of student loan forgiveness. And he's like, hey, you want your student loans forgiven? Rub my tummy. Uh, Rub my tummy. Uh, kind of a mediocre Keenan impression, I thought. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a mediocre Morgan. It was just, yeah. all right. I'm just like, okay, well, Keenan seems very amused by himself. So. <laughs> Keenan's happy. That's all that really yeah. matters. Yeah. Um, this was okay. It was, it was at least shortish. It was only like four minutes, 45 seconds. So, yeah. It was, uh, I feel the same. This was disappointing, but it was short. I mean, just because they just kind of went through all these impressions and it was just like literally like one person coming out saying one line and leaving. Then one person coming out saying one line and leaving. And it was just kind of, it just seemed kind of, seemed kind of sloppy. I've just, I've just gotten very tired of the whole shotgun approach to the cold opens where it's like, we have to talk about every single thing. Yeah, and we have to do a rapid fire, and then everybody has to gather together and be, do a big group live from New York at the end. I just... Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I, I mean, especially mm-hmm. when it's rapid fire shotgun like this, and the people don't really have anything to say. Yeah, yeah. 
Like it was just like it was just Molly coming out as Guy Fieri screaming something something donkey sauce, and yeah. I was like, all right. And then it was just you know Takashi six nine coming out screaming no cap no cap and then leaving, and I'm like, yeah, all right. I kind of wish they'd done maybe continued the thread that they did early on where where James Lawson Johnson's Biden says like, you know, Hey, right wingers do like come up with a lot of gay scenarios for people on the left. That's kind of sus. Yeah. Um, Like the beginning of the sketch seemed okay. Whereas him talking, like you said, like him talking about how people, how I guess people on the right coming up with the gay erotic fantasies for Paul Pelosi. Yeah. And like how he gets bummed out that everybody talks about how hot Obama is. And yeah. then he's like, oh, he you says, want Google young Joe Biden and start a bubble bath. And that actually got a good, like a good uh, little bit of applause break there. So I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, recognizing that, you know, he was, he was a handsome man in his younger days. Yes. Uh, so I was like, all right. It's still a good looking older man. Yeah. What am I, what am I saying? He's a uh, dashing just, young Just by joke. the way, not the last uh, reference to uh, female pleasure in this episode. So. Mm. Just, yeah. Justify my love. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it started off okay, but then it's like you said, it went into this rapid fire. Oh, here's Azalea Banks going to say something. Now Tracy Morgan's going to say like a sentence. And yeah, the, the, the cold opens are so unfocused now. They're just very tough to talk about. Yeah. Without, without so. basically summarizing them. And I, I don't like summarizing sketches like almost line for line anymore, you know? So I hear you. But uh, yeah. yeah, this cold open, I was like, well, it's. Not great, but it's short. It's short, and I mean, that's something. At least it's not seven freaking minutes. Exactly. So no. it's, I'll, I'll give it that. It's not I'll good. That. It's that. not good, but there's not much of it. Uh, so, okay, moving on, we have Amy Schumer with her stand-up monologue uh, coming out to host for her third time, as you, as you pointed out. Stepping very gingerly to home base. I guess she had like really high heels on or something. I yeah. just, I, you don't usually see a host walk out slowly. Usually they just come running out. They're full of energy. She's just like little baby steps. Yeah, like stepping into a pool or something. I know. I know. <laughs> She's like, oh, is the water too cold? Is it, oh, oh, I better, I better, you know, spread it up on, on my legs so I can gradually get used to it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she gets it, it. It had that energy. Um, no, she gets a hand mic as always. Yeah, stagehand hands her the hand mic. I'm I'm endlessly amused by the the stand-ups getting hand mics for whenever they they host. I totally get it, but it will never not amuse me. Without it, we are lost. <laughs> we are lost. We have no idea what to do with our hands. Like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, exactly. Um she had a good line early on. She said, like, I'm final host before the midterm abortions. Elections! Aww. Elections! I'm sorry. I don't know why that was in my head. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that was probably best line of, of the monologue, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a solid line. Then she went into some jokes about her uh, recent pregnancy and uh, mm-hmm. how she had a C-section. You know, the baby came yeah. out the sunroof. Yeah. Um, Wolverine, my fupa open is that's, the sentence that she said. That's a visual. That's, That's a visual. Um, she also talked about how like having sex with your spouse is weird because they're part of your family. Like I, I can't go down on you. You're my emergency contact information. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then she went into some jokes about her uh, husband who is on the spectrum. Yeah, and, um, she talked about how 
I think there was another term for it, but it used to be called Asperger's, but they don't use that term anymore. It's autism now. Oh, sorry? But yeah, autism or on the spectrum is what they say. Right. Because yeah. they don't use Asperger's, that term anymore, because it's the person Asperger's has Nazi ties. Kanye. Yeah. Which I didn't know that was why we got away from that term, but okay. Uh, me neither. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the monologue overall? Uh, overall, not bad. I mean, I'm sure yeah. this is all stuff that's going to be in her, uh, probably her next special or her special at that now, or she's probably going to use a lot of these jokes on, uh, or she did use these jokes during her tour. Yeah, the the monologue is credited to Amy Schumer, of course, uh, with also an assist from Rosebud Baker. And I I wonder what that involved. I, like, does Rosebud Baker just like help her maybe trim it a bit, boil it down a little more? Maybe. You know, you you have the time limits, so that's true. Yeah, maybe to use it to uh, tighten it up, like a like a fupa. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I something about Amy Schumer's vibe I find very off putting. Now she seems, mm. and I I've, I've thought about this because I I used to really like her, and I don't so much anymore. And I and I I can't quite figure out what why that is. It seems like her. Yeah, maybe like. It seems like her her uh, her stand up or her way of her delivery kind of fit for a certain time frame. It doesn't really, I don't want to say it feels old and stale, but doesn't. I don't know. I, I kind of yeah, know what you mean. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I I would feel comfortable saying time is is passed her by, but yeah, maybe maybe her style of stand up has gone out of style a little bit. I, I yeah. talked a little last week after she'd been announced as the next host, like. I, I really loved her at, at first, and I, I was a fan of the first three seasons of Inside Amy Schumer. And then somewhere around the fourth season, it was like a switch went off in my brain. And, and like all the sketches just seemed to be about how hard it was to be Amy Schumer. Yeah, maybe that's it. it, it, and, it and she just she seems very satisfied with herself, you know? Yeah, but I mean, a lot of comedians like, you know, you could say about that about maybe Jesselnick or whoever but yeah well i mean jesselnick anthony jesselnick it seems more of a clear character um you know like that's his whole thing um i don't know yeah she she can come off kind of smug to me at times yeah uh, maybe maybe that's it maybe she's not as vulnerable as a comedian as you as you usually yeah like. or, or not as relatable like you know or it's kind of like after somebody becomes a huge success and they're rich they can't really relate to the common person anymore cough cough dave Chappelle, cough cough yeah, yeah. There's and oh, geez, we'll talk about that. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. I have many thoughts. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> it was so funny last night on the Twitter account. We actually tweeted on about that from the SNL Nerds account within seconds of each other. Yeah, as soon as I saw you did it, I was like, oh shit, and I just like deleted it. Mine. <laughs> you didn't have to. You didn't have to delete uh, yours. I mean, I thought it was funny, but I just I saw it, and it was like literally within eight seconds, and I, I just took a quick screen cap of both, and it was like, when both of us tweet from the SNL Nerds account at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that was that was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I was just I just the the well, what do you think, folks? What that was for me, and and Darren's was like, yo. <laughs> It's again, I have I've been thinking about that for I mean, not like me retweeting the, the same thing yeah. you tweeted, but like the host for next week. I've oh boy, I got I got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts. Why don't we talk about it now? Why don't we talk about it now? Uh, uh, do you want I mean, do you want to well, we'll let's, do you want to finish up this uh, the monologue part? 
Yeah, what else do you have to say about the Amy Schumer's monologue? Uh, nothing, really. <laughs> Me neither, really. So I, I thought I'd smoothly transition to Dave uh, Chappelle. Okay. <laughs> okay, so they announced for next week's show, it's it's uh, Dave Chappelle hosting. He's hosted several times before. He seems to be like the go-to guy after we have a big election. Mm. Because like he was on, he hosted right after Trump was elected, and I and I remember that was a pretty good monologue. And he he was like, "Hey, let's let's give Tr- Donald Trump a, a chance." Oh, and that has aged like fucking milk <laughs> because we didn't know. I mean, even the people who were scared and outraged and all that, we didn't know what a fucking dumpster fire it would be, and that like it, it was. Yeah, it was, it was like it was worse than my worst nightmares. Yeah. And then and and he came back again, I think, after Biden was elected, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Like, I think the night Biden won it. And oh, yeah, that's right. Because they declared it on the Saturday. I remember texting you that day. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, oh, SNL must be frantically rewriting uh, tonight. Yeah. Because it took several days for them to call that election. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I get where they're coming from there. Like he's he's good with the post-election monologue stuff. He he is. But but you know, there's also, you know, the the whole yeah, anti-trans stuff for the last few years and it just seems so tone-deaf for SNL to not to to give him a platform again, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, unfortunately, I think they're kind of doing it because they know, I think they know people who are still fans of his will watch it and tune in to hear what he's going to say. Right. And I think people who hate him are will probably tune in and hate watch it. And right. Like, you know, just so they have something to, to angrily tweet about and put on social media. Like, look what this fucking guy said now. True, true. So, I mean, it, like, I saw plenty of people responding to the SNL uh, Twitter post about Chappelle hosting, you know, they posted up the note cards on the bulletin board like they do. And lots of people were just responding with a photo of Don Cheadle from when he hosted where he wore a t-shirt that said protect trans kids. Yeah. No, I respect Um, that. And yeah, Hey, I think that's a great response. And I, I totally get all the criticisms. I, I really doubt that Chappelle is going to hit on trans stuff at all. I mean, he might like. It's possible. It's possible. Maybe it's naive for me to say he's not going to do it. I, I mean, I'm yeah. sure the monologue's going to be 75% election stuff. Yeah, it, it, I mean, with Chappelle, he's such a wild card. He you is. don't know what he's going to say, and like, he is one of these people who, like, now he, I mean, he has enough money to do and say whatever he wants, and he doesn't really have any bosses he's beholden to. Like, yeah. you can't, like, you can't, you know threatened to boycott whoever he works for because they didn't really work for anybody he kind of works for himself that's, so yeah, that's true a, so at this point true. he can say whatever I, he wants he can say you, can, you all you can do is like get outraged at the comedy clubs and and uh theater venues that book him. yeah exactly so like i do think he might say uh, some more trans stuff just because he knows it'll piss off people and just because he maybe he sees that as like a challenge like oh you you're trying to silence me. Well, you know, well, just just look, just ha- look out, because big bad Dave Chappelle is gonna say what he wants, because I'm the best comedian in the world, blood blood. And like, I could see him saying that. I could see him saying 
some jokes about like Jewish people too, because like after what's been happening with, you know, Kanye and Kyrie Irving, yeah. like he could maybe see that as a challenge. He'll might he'll be like, all right, I'll just say some stuff about you know Jewish people, and like I can see he's he's really is yeah like, can, like a, a bit a bit of a loose cannon, which which that's, sucks. That's like, true. That's true. And and also I don't get I don't get why this is like an issue why this is like a ride or die thing for him and, and for JK Rowling. I don't, yeah, like, you know, both of them are basically set for life. They don't have to worry about this stuff. Why, why do they keep doubling down on this? I think it's because they see it as somebody telling them they can't do something. And whenever you get told that you can't do something that makes you want to do it all the more, for, for a lot I of people, guess, yeah, like, uh, like you know, especially with comedians, you, you find yeah. a lot of comedians who are just, you know, they like poking at that thing. Yeah, it is, and that's such a bummer because like that didn't used to be his thing, really. Like if you remember, like I used to be. I mean, that's why when I found out who he was hosting and uh, Black Star, which is I'll get into that too. Like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say there. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when I heard Dave Chappelle was hosting, I was like, kind of, I. I wasn't like, like if you had told me about this uh, maybe like five years ago, I would have been like hyped for it, but now I'm not that hyped for it because Dave Chappelle, he used to be like a really, he used to be a comedian. I used to really look up to Like he was very kind of thoughtful and, you know, empathetic he with was his one jokes. of those guys you followed. You were like, I want to hear what his take on this is, whatever that thing was. Yeah. And like, and, he, and like Louis CK was kind of like that for me too. And yeah. I, I, you know, since his whole scandal broke wide in 2017 d- during the whole first flush of Me Too, I, I've had a lot of trouble like revisiting his stuff. Yeah, because I like, haven't really looked at any of his new specials. I haven't really looked at m- much of Chappelle's specials in the last few years. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm the same way. Like, I watched his last, not his last special, but the one be- uh, before that, The Sticks and Stones. It is mm-hmm. not good. Like, I don't know why I, no one had said that. Like, his last few specials on Netflix have not been very good. Like, as far, yeah. like, you know, I'm not saying as somebody who's, you know, all delicate, woke snowflake or whatever, can't take a joke. They're not good jokes. And, like, I don't know yeah. why no one's, no one's said that online. Everybody's, because I guess because Chappelle's reached this level where he's, like, infallible now. You know, like, like he's reached this Emperor's New Clothes level where no yeah. one says he's his jokes aren't as strong as they used to be. They aren't, they don't hit as hard as they used to. Cause he's Chappelle. He's like God amongst men. Everything he does is amazing. Everything, yeah. everything he touches turns to gold. And it's just, it's just not yeah. true. It's yeah, you, funny. Can't, you can't really do that once you become an establishment person and you, you don't get as big as like Chappelle or, or hell and Amy Schumer yeah. without becoming the establishment to some degree, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like his, his style has changed so much now where, like, like I said before, he used to be kind of like a silly, goofy comedian, but then he would get very introspective with his jokes. But now he's kind of more like, like, oh, I'm just going to I'm going to be reckless with the truth. I'm going to say what y'all, you know, what y'all don't want me to say, because you need to tell the truth. And like whenever comedians say stuff like that, it's always kind of like stuff against, you know, gay people, black people, uh, you know, people of color, yeah. trans. It's always like kind of jokes about people who are already a little downtrodden i guess you could say it's never yeah. it's never jokes about you know the cops or the government it's punching down yeah. It's punching down. yeah and i i think also like when whenever 
you have this many people saying like, hey, that thing you said is is kind of fucked up. It behooves you to like look at that and and be like, oh, shit, am I being the asshole here? Am I in the wrong? And it's OK if you examine that and then eventually conclude, oh, no, um, they're giving me too much grief for this. I mean, but I think you have to at least think about it. you have to at least ask or address the question, you know? Yeah. And like Chappelle and like Louis C.K. and a few other, they, they don't seem to be doing that. They just, they're like, they right. get very defensive and they're like, no, yeah. I'm not in the wrong. You're in the wrong. Go fuck yourself. And it's right. Just- like, cause I, cause I've been in the right, I've, I've been, you know, I've been Mr. Woke for 20 years or whatever, or something like that. There's no way the world can possibly be passing me by. And it's like, you know, it, it happens with everybody eventually, you know? Yeah. I mean, so like the last few spells, I didn't even see his last special, though. The closer, I didn't even see it because I was so disappointed. I no. And the last one, like, it, like guys, if you want to watch a special that's better than Chappelle, like, I would highly recommend you watch uh, Roy Wood Jr. special. Like, the last, he put out three specials that I thought were excellent. Like, he's doing the stuff that I wish. Chappelle would do, but he's just not. What are his specials on? Which uh, two? They they came out on Comedy Central. You could probably find them on a uh, Paramount Plus, and like they're streaming on like Amazon and stuff. But like, okay, they're really good. Like Roy Wood Jr. is to me, he's the best doing it right now out there. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'll so like, yeah. So like when I saw Chappelle was hosting, I was like, ah, oh, this is like I'm just so dis- I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> exactly exactly and uh so, yeah, yeah and it's and also yeah it, you you get sick of you know like yeah should snl be amplifying these people because like you know they had they had fucking trump host they had elon musk host yeah and like i never watched the trump episode i certainly wouldn't have watched the elon episode if we weren't doing the damn podcast oh. i mean we watched that episode through gritted teeth um dude that episode almost killed me it really yeah, did. I don't. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't. You know, I w- I wouldn't boycott the the Chappelle episode, but I I certainly get where all the criticism of him is coming from. Yeah, I mean, maybe it might be a thing where, like, the last time he hosted, he was in like two sketches, and he did, you know, like a 20 minute or whatever it was monologue. Yeah. So maybe this will be that. But I I mean, at the same time, I'm like, oh, this isn't a great look. I can only imagine what you know Molly is going through. After hearing yeah, this, and, I mean, you know, they have a yeah, they have a non-binary cast member now. So, yeah, I mean, how is, that, how is that supposed to make them feel? I would love it if they had, if like, if like, I just realized, like, oh wait, Molly hadn't had her, you know, weekend update segment yet. Like, I would love it yeah. if Molly had it this week of all weeks. To, that would be something to like would, really yeah. address it. Or if Molly was yeah. in a sketch with Dave Chappelle and like, you know, he, he and Molly really told, you know. You heard her, her point of view of things, or, yeah. or they their point of view. Sorry, so like we still slip up on the pronouns. We're we learning. We yeah. learn. We grow. We're we're learning. We're trying. We try to correct ourselves when we fuck up. Right. So, so I mean, okay. I, yeah. So I mean, I know I would love it if we heard Molly's point of view on this. Bowen punkies, but yeah, uh, yeah I don't know this. Dave Chappelle. I don't know, like so far this whole season. Their choices and hosts it's have been very. It's a weird season, man. It's a weird season mm. so far. I'm not. I don't know. I, I was. I came in optimistic, but now I'm. I'm starting to worry. It's yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. It, it, it's an odd season. Yeah. Okay. Well, you you said you had some thoughts on Black Star too. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, Black Star. Actually, I'm. This is one of the shows where I'm actually looking more forward to the musical guest than I am the host because uh, mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if any 
you know, for those that don't know 90s hip hop, Black Star is basically uh, rapper Talib Kweli and uh, Yasin Bey, formerly Most Def. So, uh, oh. yeah, so these, there are these two Brooklyn rappers who are ex- excellent rappers, amazing. And like they kind of came up in the underground hip hop scene. And in the 90s, they put out what I think is one of the best hip hop albums of the 90s. Uh, you know, Most Def and Talib Kweli are Black Star because they, they got together and they called themselves Black Star. Okay. And, and uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll actually, actually, it's not just me. I think a lot of hip hop aficionados would agree that their uh, debut self titled album is one of the best albums of the 90s. It's really strong. The two of them have great chemistry, great flow. Uh, like the beats are dope. It's a, it was a really strong album that everybody loves. I remember back in the day when I got it, like I kept it on heavy rotation, heavy. Like I saw them. I think I remember seeing them live in the city at uh, this old club called Tramps that isn't around anymore. They did a show with like you know one of my another one of my favorite groups, uh, De La Soul, and uh-huh. you know they 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 really made like a, a strong impact on the hip hop scene. Uh, I don't know like as far as mainstream goes, I don't think they've had too many mainstream hits, but like so so is this is this like a reunion thing? Kinda yeah like okay. for the for the longest time people have wanted them to make a second follow up album to um their their debut album which came out like late 90s that was like 96 98 or something like that and they haven't done it like just because you know either the the situation hasn't been right or whatever just for like decades they just have not coming up come out with the follow up album until recently they came out with a finally came out with a follow up album but they only released it through Luminary, which is a, a podcast streaming site. Right. I've heard of it. Yeah. 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 And like, uh, yeah, for those that are, yeah. Um, uh, one of our past guests, uh, Christina, Christina Hutchinson, her podcast guys, we fucked is on Luminary. Mm. Um, and yeah. And yeah, thanks for giving them the plug. They really needed the boost. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to help them out. They, they could use a few ducats. And, um, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, Talib Kweli has a podcast on Luminary called the people's podcast. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Yassim, and Talib have okay. a lot of people are on it. Yeah, 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 and they like they have their own podcast on Luminary called, I think, like the Midnight Miracle. So, like for some reason, they just put out this album only on Luminary, making very exclusive, and it's the only mm. place you can hear this album that people have been waiting decades for, which I'm not wild about. Like, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't... It's, it's it's so tough to keep track of stuff because like we have so many different venues and different different uh, streamers and stuff and yeah it's it's impossible to keep track of all the content out there i'm really out of loop i didn't even realize that uh, mustaf had, had changed his name yeah so. i think he changed i think it was like maybe religious reasons or something but he goes okay. by uh yasim bay now it's his rapper name i don't, I don't know if that's his okay. like, actual name i don't know it's something like that i have no idea i, mean, I would have been very surprised like watching last week I, yeah i would have been like is that most death it is it is it's most i don't think he lives in america anymore i think he lives like in Europe or overseas. Okay, or I'm gonna have to Google him uh, between now and next week. All right, so, yeah. all right, so those are those are our thoughts on next week, and it's it'll be an interesting show. It's it sounds kind of exciting, uh, but in the meantime, we've got this show to talk. Oh about. right, yeah. Oh yeah, we have. We, we haven't even started. Well, we started, but well, yeah. we went on a big tangent. I mean, I figured it was the time to do it because it came up organically. It was like, yeah. you know, sex with Eartha, Eartha Kitt in the airline bathroom. Hey, now. Oh, nice. It came up organically. Nice. <laughs> That's what she said. Hashtag six seasons in a movie. Yeah. Um, oh, that movie's coming out too. 
It's great. That movie's coming out, and Donald Glover's going to be in it. Let's not, let's not go on another tangent. Um, we're, we're just at the first sketch. Right. <laughs> first sketch is called Soup. Um, we got a group of friends out at a restaurant. Amy Schumer's really, her character is really excited because she's ordered matzo ball soup. She's been craving it all week. And she's just about to dig in. And then Heidi's character announces that she's separating from her husband. Right. So now she's in this position where she feels like she's an uncaring friend if she eats the soup before right. she hears about her friend talking about her up and coming, her impending divorce and how her husband wants the kids. Uh, she calls her, her, she gets a call from her lawyer. Her lawyer got disbarred. I like that touch. I liked, I liked that they were escalating Heidi's troubles. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, the whole conflict there of like she wants to dig, she's trying to figure out how to, how to like subtly dig into her soup, but still be there for her friend. But yeah, it's very, uh, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, it kind of was, it kind of was. And then it, it took a turn where they had Keenan's in, in a circle in the corner and he's like narrating the sketch through song through song. Yeah. I was just like, ugh. Yeah, uh, I, I I really feel like Keenan has just become way too much of a crutch for the show. You know, I can like whenever it. whenever a sketch is in trouble, they're just like, "Hey, let's let's bring Keenan in there. He'll make everything come alive." And <laughs> sometimes he does, but a lot of times he doesn't because he's been there so long. I think he's allowed to get very very lazy and very self indulgent. And uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. Like he does yeah. still work in some. In some instances, but yeah, you can't overuse him. You know, he's, he's like salt yeah. in, a, in a nice meal. Exactly. exactly. Uh, so. But yeah, I, I mean, with this sketch, I think it worked. It would have worked better if we didn't have a minute to narrate, you know, what was... Because, like, I mean, I think the audience got what this situation was. Oh, this person wants to eat the soup, but she doesn't want to look like a jerk while her friend, yeah. you know, kind of is going through something. So, like, so just have her subtly try to eat the soup without all this you know, ex, you know, explanation or uh, what's extraneous stuff. Yeah, yeah. This exposition done through song. Like, I, I don't think we, the audience, we don't need that. Like we, I don't think it really added anything to it. I, I would have, I would have preferred it if it was just in the behavior and her, I mean, they were hitting that hard enough, you know? Yeah. I did. I didn't really need the Keenan thing to spoon feed it to me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of those things is where maybe they felt like a, Let's use Keenan. He makes everything better. And B, let's use some singing because everything's funnier when you sing it. As we, and I feel like those are both faulty assumptions. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we we saw stand up comedy in the early aughts. We know, like, yeah, yeah, like there was that wave where like comedians were like kind of singing their punchlines that weren't very strong, and they were kind of using mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. remember that? Andy, what was Andy. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, so I got uh, kicked out of my apartment the other day because I'm awesome at life. Yeah. I was like, um, oh, okay, all right. So, um, <laughs> gonna punch that up. Yeah, the other thing this sketch made me realize I don't think I've ever had matzo ball soup. Um, I don't believe I have either. I, am I missing out? I, I, I wonder that. I, Maybe I've tried it and I just don't remember it, but I don't think I've ever had matzo ball soup. Yeah. I mean, it's just basically like uncooked dough in a soup, right? I think so. Yeah, it's like a solid thing. Mm. Um, like a few, a few years ago, I got to um, there. There was this uh, Asian restaurant near uh, my job at the time, and they had like these little uh, 
soup ball things. Mm-hmm. And I forget what they're, and, and like you, you bite into them and they're like filled with soup and they're so good. It was, mm. it was really good. Um, oh, that sounds good. Oh yeah. It's great. Wow. I mean, you have to be like a little careful cause it's hot soup, but it's not like piping hot soup, but right. you don't oh, like- it's so good. And I'm craving it right now. I'm craving it like Amy Schumer's character is craving the matzo <laughs> ball soup. Well, John, can I tell you about how my problems first before you eat that soup? <laughs> Yes, you can. <laughs> she wants to take you... the kit. Um, so yeah, I I didn't really like this sketch much at all. I didn't again, I didn't really understand why it was leading off the night, but I found it uh I found it cool that we saw our friend uh cute guard Wally. You saw that too. I totally wrote that down. I was like, hey, it's Wally. I was, I was like, it's always fun seeing Wally pop up and he, you know, he, and he was just like moving fast and you know doing his job and yeah it's great to see you wally yeah because we've talked to him and we've had him on a guest as a guest on the podcast and and we want to have him back we want to have him back sometime Mm. um maybe we'll reach out to him during a skip week or something but um it's always fun to see him pop up yeah he pops up on seth myers's show uh fairly regularly so that's right We are Wally Hollicks here on the SNL Nerds podcast. Wally Hollicks, I, I can't get enough Wally. So, um, uh, yeah. So I, I didn't think much of this. Yeah, same. Like I, I don't see why this kind of kicked off the night. It was kind of, I feel like it would have been stronger without the singing, mm-hmm. but even then, it would have just been okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, so not the strongest show so far. Uh, next we have, as we often do after the. The first sketch, uh, pre-tape, COVID commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, this We don't have writing credits for this one, and I would love to give the writers for this one a shout-out because uh, I really like this. This was talking about how if you're really stressed, you got a lot going on, catching COVID now is like a five- to ten-day vacation from all your commitments. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's crazy. Yeah, that was... Um, I, I thought that was a good original take on it, how it just gives you a break from the, your frantic life. Right. And, you know, people were like, hey, you know, I can watch all the Netflix I want to watch and it's fine because I'm triple vax now. So it's really just like a mild cold. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's still kind of bad, but it's, it feels doesn't it feel kind of different now? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I mean, for me, this I thought this was sketch of the night. Like I thought sketch it was, of the night for me too. Yeah, I thought it was like yeah, a, I agree. A interesting take. It took a turn I wasn't expecting, and they just kind of built on it. I liked how, uh, like, when Heidi was like a frazzled mom who couldn't deal with her kids, so yeah. her doc, her doctor recommend, recommended she get COVID. So now she has to quarantine and push her kids and her husband out out of the house. And I yeah. I did like uh, Andrew Dismuke's portrayal of the husband leaving. Like as she as he's getting pushed out the door, he's like, "Oh, right. uh, by the way, wait, wait, what do what do they eat?" Yeah, <laughs> just the clueless husband. I liked how they said, you know, I, again, this built nicely. They were saying like, "Oh, and for an extra fee, we'll knock off the Wi-Fi in your house, so you don't have to attend any Zoom meetings." And right. And then they said, "We and we also have the COVID always positive test, so you can just fake having COVID." Right. <laughs> and I also again like it was uh, Heidi pushing. Andrew out the house again because she mm-hmm. had COVID again, and he's right. he's just like, please don't he's do like, this. You just had it last week. Yeah. It's like, please don't do this to me. 
Yeah, uh, it was. This was really funny. I really like this. Definitely sketch of the night for me. Yeah, I would say it's sketch of the night. I was. It, it kind of teetered on that line, though. I thought for a little bit where, because like at one point, Sarah Sherman got COVID, and mm-hmm. she was telling her friends, her coworkers about it at home, and it's like, oh, oh, it's like a, it's like I had a bad cold for for like a week, yeah. and like part of me was thinking, oh, that's like a little too close to what like Fox Five, oh, not Fox Five, like uh, Fox T, Fox News, and like anti-vaxxers were saying a couple of years ago a little bit where it's like yeah yeah it was like oh it's just like a bad but, cold but, but the thing I, yeah the thing is it's the truth is it's not as bad now just because of the vaccine and boosters and, and stuff like that and yeah please get vaccinated and boosted yep. and keep up with that stuff yeah um, and I, I did like the the uh, list of things that it gets that having covid gets you out of including yeah. uh cousin's wedding friend improv show yeah <laughs> Yeah. Hus- uh, that that one hit hard because I used to be in an improv group. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, husband's murder trial. <laughs> yeah, that, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, all all yeah. in all, I thought this was definitely the best sketch of the night. De- definitely best sketch of the night. And hey, speaking of a husband's murder trial, uh, our next sketch was jurors. <laughs> speaking of murder, uh, this was written by the Please Don't Destroy Boys, Martin Harley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, uh, along with Celeste Yim. Uh, this had a murder trial going on with, uh, I think it was Michael Yon- Longfellow was the defendant. Am I remembering? Oh, no, that? it's um, Marcelo, Marcelo Hernandez. Marcelo. Okay, it was Marcelo. Sorry. Still learning all the new cast members' names. Um, and we had uh, Amy Schumer, Bowen Yang, and Sarah Sherman all in the jury box. And they were, they're very dramatic jurors. They're like gasping at the revelations and stuff. Right. They're basically kind of treating it like it's a. Like a, I don't know, like a Netflix drama or something, or or it's like some party that they're they're Instagramming, yeah, something. You know, they're like, oh, we're posing for the sketch artist, and like everything's all about them. Yes, very much so. so yeah, so they're like, now the murderer is yelling at us, and yeah. And Bowen at one point said, the, the judge is trying to silence three women of color. <laughs> that was a funny line. I did dig that. That was a, that was a funny line. Um, I like at one point they just get bored with the trial and ask if they could listen to uh, the new Taylor Swift album. Yeah, Midnight. Yeah. Um, and and I liked I liked how they tied things together at the end, where like Amy Schumer's character is using the murder weapon, which is this big butcher knife. She's using it to eat chicken cacciatore. And thereby proves that the knife isn't sharp enough to kill the murder victim because it's not even sharp enough to cut the chicken uh i i i thought that was well written i right yeah no and then so they figure out that he didn't do it so he's innocent and then confetti comes out of the ceiling out of nowhere right and and we see a caricature of them from the sketch artist um good caricature by the way yeah not bad Uh, not bad yeah yeah uh it was this was really well written i i did feel by this point in the show i was like does it seem like Amy Schumer's playing a lot of assholes tonight? Uh, you know, go with what you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I realize it's comedy. You, you, you do play a lot of unsympathetic comedy protagonists, but I was just like, they were hitting that note a lot. She was playing a lot of assholes. Yeah, I mean, definitely the ten to one kind of is yeah. almost the same person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, overall, I didn't mind the sketch. I thought it was okay. I did notice that. I think the sketch was. Left over from like the Gerard Carmichael episode, from what I read online. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it was written back then, but I never used it, so they're repurposing it now. Recycle. 
All right. Well, I'm glad they uh, they did that because I thought it was a, a pretty decent sketch. Yeah, decent sketch, I'd yeah. say. Uh, all right. Next, we have uh, Twitter Council. Uh, this was written by Sierra O'Sullivan, Josh Patton, Streeter Seidel, and Will Steven. This mm-hmm. was, well, you know, like the whole Elon Musk bought Twitter. Uh, this was the first content moderation council meeting, and Chloe and Keenan were the only two employees not laid off by Elon Musk because he laid off literally thousands of employees this week. Yep, because he's good at business. He's good at business, and he's smart, and and he's got a plan that's. Uh, mm. so. I don't have you. Have you thought about getting off Twitter, or are you or you're still like? I mean, I I thought about it. I, not real seriously, not not seriously enough to investigate other forums and mediums. Like people were talking about the Mastodon thing this weekend, and I was like, I've never even heard of Mastodon, but apparently it has different divisions of stuff. Oh, I, um, I just know it as that like heavy metal band. I I, I just started thinking of the Cake song, Ma- Mr. Mastodon Farm, and I was oh. like, I'm I'm gonna listen to that Cake song now. <laughs> I don't even know what uh, the hell that is. what is that off the first album or the. I mix up what order the Cake albums came in because I kind of discovered Cake all in, you know, so I got all their albums in a chunk. Uh, okay. So I kind of mix up which album's which. A chunk of Cake. So I don't know. I think it's on like something. What's the one of Generosity? Oh, Cavalcade of Generosity? I think it's on that one. Uh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll check it. And if I get that wrong, I'll correct it next week. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so... Yeah, so so like Chloe and Keenan, they're meeting with a lot of band people. Uh, Cecily comes on as a COVID denier. Bowen is in fatigues. Amy Schumer is playing a porn bot lady. Uh, Punky uh, comes up as like uh, Black Twitter, representing Black Twitter. Right. And uh, then we got James Austin Johnson as Trump. Yeah. Playing two presidents or one former president and a current president in the same show. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, oh yeah, okay. Oh, I th- I'm sorry. I thought you were making a joke about how Trump was still president. Oh right? God, no! Oh, I would, oh no, right? He, he I, played Biden at the beginning yeah. of the show. Right, yes, yeah. I would never make a joke about Trump still being. Okay, I'm wi- I'm with you now. I'm oh, with you now. I didn't know. I didn't understand you for a couple seconds there. Um, no one does. He also had like a community mention. Yes, like uh, like you like you just did. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was that was cool. Uh, uh, you know, he was like, "Yeah, Chevy Chase wasn't wasn't very li- well liked on Community and, mm. and SNL." Did he come back? Who knows? <laughs> he wasn't very liked on Community or SNL or most of the movies he's worked on. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So this Twitter sketch—it's basically the same formula, the same format as the tenant meeting sketch from the William Defoe episode, mm-hmm. and the, yeah, and the yeah sc- very much so. Yeah, and the school board meeting sketch from uh the old wilson episode or, or or even like when they have a wedding and like people are objecting to it you know it, it just lots of rapid fire characters and stuff like that it it works a little better here than it does in the cold open i thought but i still didn't think this was the strongest sketch yeah it was uh yeah it was definitely kind of it was definitely kind of weird like the material uh cecily came out with and bowen came out with were very mm-hmm. strong um i think like I think Schumer probably had the strongest lines in it where mm-hmm. she says like, Oh, Hey, you, you sound like a, you sound like a hot, funny guy, but you have an awesome social security number. Yes. Like exactly. stuff like that. I thought was funny, but yeah. And even like the Trump stuff didn't quite hit like it should have. 
Like a, yeah. a lot of the well, even even like from early on, like Chloe and Keenan, one of them says like, "Oh, we're the only two employees Elon hasn't laid off," and it didn't get any laugh. Yeah, which didn't bode well. I, I felt like this sketch it was it was very much kind of the obvious way to go. Yeah, I mean, this just happened, so you got to comment on it. You got to have like yeah. a take on it, but they don't, they didn't really didn't have that strong a take on it, so right. it didn't really kind of land like it should have. And I remember at the very end of the sketch, it ends with uh, Chloe. And Keenan being fired. Uh, yeah. And then I think Chloe says, Hooray, we're finally free. And I kind of yeah. felt like that's how Chloe felt like at the end of the sketch, like in real life. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's uncomfortable when you're working on, when you're performing material and it's not going great. I mean, we've, mm. uh, you know, I've certainly bombed on stage. I'm assuming you have? Uh, uh, no, I, I kill every time. Okay. Yeah. I, all right. All right. Okay. Every time, up, uproarious laughter, just just time and right. time again. They they all carry you off on their shoulders yes. at the end of every set. That's right. I am a god. Is, you know, maybe I'm just following you too much. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe. Um, it. Yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Got to step your game yeah. up, homie. Yeah. So I I felt the sketch was just kind of mediocre. Uh, uh, yeah. Definitely not very strong, or unfortunately, very memorable. It was just kind of. No. Uh, honestly, my attention really wandered during this one, and it wasn't until I rewatched it this morning that I was like, oh, okay, so this is what this was about. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely felt myself. I, I think the text scroll at the beginning just kind of set me off. I was like, nope, don't want to do this much reading past midnight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know why they needed that text scroll in the beginning. They could have just, I mean, we all kind of know what happened. Oh, yeah, Elon came in, bought Twitter, and fired everybody, and it yeah. seemed... I don't, or I don't and know he, why they couldn't. He like, wants to charge people eight dollars for being verified, and like people are trying to explain to him why that's a horrible, horrible idea, and it kind of takes away the whole point of verification. And yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm still kind of on wait and see mode with Twitter right now. Yeah, you know? I mean, I don't use it too often, but you know, of course, I use it. Or we use it for when we tweet out stuff about this podcast. And yeah. for me personally, I don't use it that much from my personal account. So like I. I am, I may have like one foot out the door. I'm just kind of in wait and see mode like yourself. Yeah, yeah. The the thing I've been hearing is like, if you do choose to leave Twitter, uh, download an archive of your your data, Mm. of all your tweets and stuff. Mm. Before you do, don't just like delete your account or shut down your account. Oh, so. Hadn't heard that. That's that's a little little Twitter tip there. Um, This this has been Twitter Tips with Trumbull. Twitter Tips with John and Darren. Hey. Um, so yeah, not much else to say about this, I think. Yeah, uh, uh all right, next, next, another pre tape Looker, the, the Looker, the Looker, the Looker, uh, written by Rosebud Baker and Streeter Seidel. Yeah, so, uh, uh, this is basically a play on the uh, Netflix show The Watcher, which uh, right. seems to be doing which I don't really know about. I think I've heard of The Watcher, but I hear, I hear The Watcher and I think Marvel Comics. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. you think of so, uh, what if. The, Big big guy with a square head lives on the moon. He narrates what if. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course. That's the only watcher I know. That's that's the only watcher I know. That's yeah, that's I mean, I I've, I've known about that since I was like ten, so Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix. So so the watcher on Netflix, it's about like some mysterious person spying on family, I guess. Yeah. I bas- I haven't seen it either. I don't I'm not even sure if it's a movie or a TV show, but yeah, it's basically that. Yeah. Like some 
I think Bobby Carnival's in it and a few other people. But yeah, it's basically. Oh, okay, I like him. Yeah, he's good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's basically he's good stuff. Yeah. I, I like seeing him pop up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily follow him from stuff to stuff, but when I see him, I'm like, hey, Bobby Carnival. Bobby Carnival. Uh, um, uh, but yeah, so it's basically about this family moving into a house, and they have some uh, mysterious creepo looking in on them and telling them like, oh, I see all your movements and whatnot. Um, that's that's pretty much all I know about it. So basically, this is a play on that where uh, this family's in a house. Uh, Amy and uh, James Austin Johnson are the parents. Marcelo and Chloe are the kids, and they get a letter saying, "Oh, I see your daughter." You know, I see right. writing about the boy. You're writing this in her diary. Yeah, and your son is practicing guitar. Yeah, and then and then when he gets to the the mother, Amy Schumer's character, she's like, she ate an entire second dinner, and she pleasures herself to the property brothers. Uh, and Schumer's just going like, what? Oh no, that's completely false. I don't do any of that stuff. And everyone else in the family saying like, oh no, our stuff was accurate. Yeah, and it's um, yeah. Then she, the watcher, reveals like, oh yeah, she has problem pooping. <laughs> she's like constipated and. Then, like, she's on her Peloton bike, but she doesn't even use it. She just kind of plays on her phone, which, but she's still, but, she, but she still sweats. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then she goes back and watches Property Brothers, but only for five minutes. Yeah. So, and then, um, then Amy Schumer's like, well, hey, maybe you guys could, we should move and go to a hotel until we figure this out, but I'll stay by, stay, I'll stay in the house just to check on the house. And then she, you know, beats off to uh, property brothers again. Yeah, and um, I, I didn't. I didn't really like this. This didn't really do much for me. It it didn't really elevate it or escalate. It didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, like a lot of this fell flat. Yeah, I thought it's just. I think like the jokes are supposed to be. Oh, she's masturbates to property brothers. Isn't that hilarious? And I'm like, I guess. Kind of, maybe. I maybe I would have liked it more if I'd watched or was even at all familiar with the watcher at all, but yeah. I'm not, so I didn't. Yeah, this had a yeah, this kind of landed with a thud with me, where it's like oh, this yeah. doesn't this isn't really going anywhere and it just kinda peters out. So I was like, yeah. Mm. Oh boy. Swing and a miss. All right. So uh next we have our musical guest for the week, uh, Mr. Steve Lacey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll say like I overall liked his stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was pretty good. Not really familiar with him. He he has he had a bit of a Stevie Wonder look because he had like the dark sunglasses or the, the uh, not sunglasses but like a visor over his eyes. Yeah, it was weird. It was like a he's wearing like a mask, a plastic mask over his eyes, almost yeah. like a Robin in the old Batman car, uh, series. But yeah. like there were no eye holes, so. I was like, I don't know how he could see. And he was wearing like this shirt with an S on it. And mm-hmm. he had like a necktie on. So that made the S look like a dollar sign. I, was, I mean, I wasn't quite sure what yeah. he was trying to say with that. But I, I thought it was pretty good music. I was like, okay, yeah, was, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, hip, I'm with it. I'm down with the kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Do you have any big opinions on Mr. Steve Lacey? Not really. Well, Are you the, familiar with him before? Uh, I don't know much about him. I know all, all I know is he used to be in this band uh, called The Internet back in the back in the day, and then he kind of, you know, he's a guitarist with The Internet, and he kind of went solo, 
He kind of worked with other artists like uh, Frank Ocean, Tyler, the creator, co-wrote some songs with, uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar and Solange Knowles. So he's just kind of always been in the background. But now now it seems like he's kind of taken a step forward and into the spotlight. And his stuff is nice. His, his um, you know, it's kind of like mellow R&B kind of, you know, kind of, yeah, like you said, Stevie Wonder type of vibe. I dig it. I think it's nice. Um, the two songs he did were uh, Bad Habit and Helmet. And so overall, not bad. Nice, nice smooth, smooth, uh, funky vibes from mm-hmm. Mr. Steve Lacey. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good stuff. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I think it's always like I, I've reached the age where I know very, very few of the musical guests on SNL anymore, just because I'm just not really engaging a pop music the way I used to. But it's, mm. but it's always fun when it's somebody I haven't heard of and I'm just like, oh, well, they're they're pretty good. They exceeded my expectations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's fun. There you go. Yeah, you felt that way about uh, what artists were that, that you really liked? It. Uh, Willow, I was very pleasantly surprised by a couple weeks ago during the Brendan Gleeson episode. That, I was like, oh, that surprised I me. because I Doug Willow's stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, so you're you know you could always learn and appreciate a new upcoming artist. That's that's well, yeah. Nice. You, you try to be open to to that. Yeah, I try not to be like one of those people that like, oh, music today isn't like the music I liked back in when I was a teenager. Therefore, it sucks. I always want to be yeah. kind of open to whatever's out there now to be like, all right, this isn't what I'm used to, but it's not bad. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Going exactly. going with an open mind, man. Yeah. Um, uh, so next up, okay. Well, uh, next after the weekend, uh, or ha- after the musical guest, uh, as SNLs want to do, we have a weekend update with uh, Colin Just and Michael Che. Michael Che, so what do we do? They were, they, were t- they, they hit on a lot of the big stories, they hit on like the you know, I must buy in Twitter, they uh, the the Pelosi attack, um, yeah, yeah, they did that. The, Oprah endorsing Fetterman, which is like he, Colin just said, it's it's like Batman fully endorsing the Penguin when Robin runs for the mayor of Gotham City. Uh, that is interesting. How basically Oprah gave Doctor Oz his entire career, and like yeah. when he is running for office now, Oprah's like, yeah, no, don't vote for him. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of conflicted on that. I'm just like. Uh, are you, are you doing that just because that's the way that the wind is blowing right now? Because it's kind of last minute. And it's, it's kind of like, well, I wish you'd said something sooner. I wish you'd never given him a platform in the first place. Yeah, and, it's weird. Like how she kind of built up, like him and Dr. Phil, where he kind of yeah. built up these people and kind of gave them a platform. And yeah, then they kind of use that platform to say some say and do pretty horrible, heinous things. Yeah, and it's like oh, yeah. I've, I've created a monster type of type of thing. I guess it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we also have a few other things. Like we have, um, I believe uh, Michael Che had a nice joke about comparing Obama's resume to Herschel Walker's resume, and we see uh, yeah, that was all right. I, I'd already seen uh, Colbert do that same joke. Oh, really? Better this week. Oh, shit. Uh, so, <laughs> Ooh, all right. It, it was better because like Colbert went into more detail on all of Obama's achievements. And yeah. So I was just like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I, I've basically seen that joke already this week. So okay. eh. yeah, I hear you. And yeah. uh, 
I mean, oh, by the way, just to backtrack a minute before we get too deep into weekend update, um, the, the Penguin has run for mayor of Gotham City. He, he's he's run for mayor of Gotham City on the '60s Batman show, and of course in Batman Returns, and I think in a few other places as well. So I just want to note that for all my comic geeks out there. Wow. So I mean, did he ever win? I know Lex Luthor ran for office in the comics. Lex Luthor in the DC universe was actually elected president in two thousand. Uh... <laughs> so in the DC universe, Lex Luthor became president instead of George W. Bush. Life imitates art. Yeah, um, it, it's nuts, and I could I could go on and on about that, but <laughs> I'm trying to keep the show on track. Lex Luthor buys Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lex Luthor's actually smart. Uh, oh, um, damn, son. Um, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, we, you know, maybe, maybe like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. It's like that kind of Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, I hear you. All right. And uh, uh, another another story they hit on, they, they talked about, they said, since Elon Musk bought Twitter, use of the N-word went up by 500%. Um, and the line that they gave to Joseph was, that's the biggest increase since the last time I stubbed my toe. Oh, yeah, another, <laughs> another Joseph's racist joke. And it, that's fun. And yeah, again, you know, kudos to Joseph for being such a good sport as to <laughs> let himself be the butt of jokes about that. That's right. Punchable face. Did, did you notice any of that happening on Twitter? I mean, no one called me anything. Uh, okay. All right. Good. Glad <laughs> to hear it. Uh, I mean, I, um, again, like I'm not on Twitter super crazy like that so i haven't noticed yeah. it but i i don't find it hard to believe that it would that it would have happened yeah i don't doubt the story is true i just didn't like anecdotally i personally did not see any maybe just because like when i see a heinous person on twitter i just block them and they don't even have to be heinous to me i just see them being heinous to somebody yeah and i'm like well you're just an asshole block i'm i'm very liberal with the block yes. on twitter because it's like you, you moderate your own experience you know yeah no absolutely you're a preemptive block yeah, exactly. That's the way to do it. Exactly. That's the um, way to do it. Uh, che had a, a nice line. Like, there's a thing where in New York, there's like a, this new law where in job listings, you have to report the salaries accurately because so many job sites, they just are vague about that. Mm -hmm. And he, he's saying, well, you know, now the sites are reporting from the top salary all the way down to the female salary. <laughs> <laughs> That that was another like God help me I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> and he also had that other joke about how somebody took a picture of the sun recently and there's like an image of the sun where it looks like the sun is smiling. Right. So if the sun can smile, would it kill you, ladies? To make yeah. like I don't know, Che seems to be leaning into that those women jokes uh, quite a little bit these days. I, I like how Che just sort of adapts that adopts that. Um, heinous persona yeah like anthony jeselnik does a little bit of that too where it's just like right and and i like that he's he's so gutsy and unapologetic about it and yeah it's it's very god help me i laughed i mean <laughs> i don't agree with the premise of the joke i and i don't think che does either obviously that's why he he can make those jokes <laughs> but, right but it's just like I don't see the punchline coming, so therefore it makes me laugh. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's not. Yeah, it's not bad. So yeah. uh, overall, like weekend update, the uh, uh, the joke segments, it's, it was mm -hmm. decent. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the others. 
I liked I, I liked it, Joe's talking about you know people being allowed to carry firearms into zoos, and then Joe's like pulls out a gun. He's like, so they're not those monkeys aren't going to make fun of me again. Yes, yeah, that was pretty funny. And uh, chasing that China launched missiles into the ocean, and all because the Little Mermaid is black. That's right. <laughs> See what happens, lips. <laughs> Uh, I, again, I, I like those. I liked the bizarre turns that a lot of the update jokes took this week. No, so no absolutely, that, absolutely. That was good. And then lastly, we had a desk piece with Cecily as Tammy the trucker, who's here to talk about gas prices and not abortion. Um, yeah. Kind of reminiscent of the Goober the Clown piece from last season. Kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, not not quite as successful, I would say. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. It looked, but, but I mean, still good and still very heartfelt and you know wonderfully performed. Yeah, I mean, like with the Goober the Clown sketch, they really caught lightning in a bottle with that one because it was yeah really Cecily kind of you know sharing this heartfelt story about what she had to go through uh, with yeah. her own abortion and like it seems like now they're trying to sort of you know uh, see if lightning strikes twice. And uh, yeah, I don't think this one hit as I, it didn't hit quite as hard. But I mean, but also to be fair, how could it? Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, but I, I think her performance really elevated. I liked her like passing the steering wheel back and forth to Colin, and then and they were just kind of she was wasn't making any bones about she was half assing the trucker part of it. Right, right. He's like, did you just Google some trucker terms? And she's like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, like, oh, I'm because, a I'm a trucker. I gotta head on off to Rancho Cucarumba. Right, right. Um the line that really struck stu- stuck with me and struck me was we all love someone who's had an abortion. And I think I think that puts it beautifully. Mm. Um and yeah, and it's just it's so ridiculous that this is going on, and we have to be angry about this shit. And yeah, yeah, it's but yeah, please vote on, on Tuesday. Please, please vote. vote blue straight down the line. Right. That's God. Yeah. The, the, no. The world is know, garbage God, and on fire. Yeah, I mean, God bless you, Cecily Strong. I'm I'm so glad her voice is still on the show, and I'm glad they gave her a forum to say this. So. Yeah, absolutely. She's doing the Lord's work. You and your dog, and your little dog too. Yeah, and and your little dog Lucy too. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, so, but yeah, overall, not a bad weekend update. A, a pretty good update. A pretty good update. Uh, there apparently were a few death segments that got uh, cut. There was one that I I just read about on Twitter where where Sarah Sherman apparently had a little weekend update desk, and it's her like trolling. Uh, Colin again. Oh, and, oh well, I hope they come back to that in the weeks to come. Yeah, because um, that sounds really strong, and I, I, I'm jonesing for a good Sarah trolls Colin desk segment. So it's, it's t- those those have always they've done it like three times, and they've always been strong. So it's time. It's time. It's it's time. Absolutely. So um, after update, there was a little um, title card, uh, an RIP to uh, Kirshnik Kari Ball, who I was not familiar with. I had to I had to look him up. He was a rapper uh, named Takeoff, right? You were telling me about him uh, before we uh, started recording. Yes. Uh, so uh, Takeoff, he was a rapper in the rap group Migos, which was mm-hmm. uh, they were they were a pretty big deal uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Migos. 
was a one of the musical musical guests on SNL when uh, Charles Barkley hosted, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, like it's he uh, unfortunately was uh, murdered uh, a yeah. few days ago, and uh, and uh, it, it, it seemed like a senseless murdering too. Like from what I've I read, was, you were saying he was only twenty eight, which yeah, oh god, that's just way too young to go. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real big bummer. Uh, I think it it was like a dice game or something, something that was totally avoidable and it just sucks that he's no longer here and the you know the it looks like the group me look like the group me the group migos as we know it is totally over um Uh but uh yeah yeah they uh snl decided to pay him a little bit of a tribute uh they were they performed like i said when charles barkley hosted and also when um they performed with katie perry uh not too long ago so uh right yeah it's it's a it's a big bummer it's a big loss yeah, I was I was just very confused because I was like, okay, wait, I don't think I know that person, and I don't know what their connection to SNL was. So I assume they've been on the show at some point. Right. They usually only note somebody who has a connection with SNL. So I had I had to do a little research on that. Okay, but uh, yeah, yeah, there were musical performances, and uh, yeah, no longer with us. R.I.P. Takeoff. Yeah, well, sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. Um, all right, getting back to the show, we have our next sketch called Jets Fans. Uh, this was written by Streeter Seidel and Brian Tucker. Uh, we have a bunch of people tailgating at a Jets game at the MetLife Stadium um, here in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> J-E-T-S. Drove by it uh, just a little over a week ago. Um, we have uh, Keenan, uh, James... Uh, no, not James Austin Johnson. Dismukes. Uh, Dismukes. I don't know why I wrote down James Austin Johnson. I was like, wait, no, he pops up later. Um, we had Keenan, Dismukes, Amy Schumer, and Cecily as the fans who were t- tailgating. Right. And, and uh, they're heckling the Bills fans. Yeah. So basically, it's a thing where when they're talking to each other, they're, you know, reasonable, calm minded individuals. And they talk nice to each other. Nice and polite, talking about their lives. Oh, yeah, the kids are in school, and I've got the cutest kids in my kindergarten class right now or something like that yeah um but whenever somebody wearing the opposing team's color which in this case is the bills the jets are playing the bills they turn into a uh savage uh some savage heckling uh you know football fans so once again amy schumer playing an asshole yeah that's that's her Uh, lane baby i guess so i guess i didn't realize it was so much her lane but they were really leaning into it but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, we see them screaming at Bills fans in the parking lot, like, hey, you, you stupid moron, you, you fat yeah. jerk. And, like, at one point, they're screaming at uh, a pregnant Heidi, Heidi Gardner, who's like, I'm not fat, mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. And uh, uh, Mikey comes on as a cop, and you think, oh, the cop's going to make them quiet down and behave themselves. But no, he joins in on the heckling. Yeah. Uh, uh, James Austin Johnson comes by as a guy in a wheelchair that they heckle, and then Amy Schumer goes off camera for a minute and she comes back with the wheelchair. Yeah. At one point they're, they're screaming at children wearing <laughs> actual children, wearing bills, uh, bills, uh, sweatshirts and, and jerseys. Yeah. I think at one point, and then, and then towards the end, they find out that they've actually been out there just heckling people the entire game. The game's over in like five minutes. Yes. And they're like, Oh, should we stay? And Keenan's like, I'm still having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I- I think at one point Keenan actually throws hot coals at the kids. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. I guess he's, he's uh, grilling and yeah. Yeah. He, he, he throws some charcoal at them. Um, this one didn't do much for me. Uh, yeah. Maybe just cause I'm not a sports guy. I'm not 
or never I never tailgated. I mean, it seems like it would be fun, enjoyable if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, eating meat in a, uh, eating meats in a parking lot. That's yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I would enjoy that more than watching the game. I think um, same. But uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I learned I, I I learned Jim elementary school gym class taught me to associate sports with assholes at a very early age. Mm. So I did, never got into sports culture in a big way. Um, okay. I'm, so this, I was like, eh, at least it was short. Yeah. I mean, not all sports people are a I mean, uh, Oh no, yeah, no. But just like enough of them were that I just kind of stayed away from sports in general. And also like, I wasn't in a household where like my dad was watching football every week. So I never, I never got indoctrinated early on. Gotcha. You, know? you never became part of the cult. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I got it. I, I understand what you were going for. I kind of wish the heckling was like a little bit more creative. You know, mm-hmm. like when they were screaming at the people, they were like, "Hey, jerk! Hey, you moron! You're a big moron! You moron yeah. jerk! Moron jerk!" It, it seemed like people, like they were kind of portraying, you know, angry sports fans, but they they never been to a sports game, so they they don't know how. Sports. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe it was a bunch of theater kids writing about sports fans. Yeah, uh, I hadn't thought of that. But that was probably it's like you know theater kids. All right, what do sports people talk like? And they're like, "Hey, you jerk face, you jerk, you jerky jerk, you're a jerk." That's how literally. Like, I thought they could have been a little bit more creative. <laughs> yeah, like I think I think I very quickly I was like, "Oh, okay, I I see the pattern." Like, you know, we're we're having nice civilized conversations, then we turn on a dime, and then we're jerks. Um, yeah, it kind of so. it almost kind of reminded me of the um, the old Will Ferrell sketch, the Get Off the Shed. A little bit. Or, I'd say it was better than get off the shed. I never really saw the appeal to get off the shed, but well, for all um, screaming, that's what. This was fine. This is this is, uh, I think, a decent thing to have in the last half of the show. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I see why this got on. It was, I, you know, I, I liked like James Austin Johnson coming by in the wheelchair, just like quietly wheeling himself. Yeah, that was funny. It, you know, it had its moments. Yeah, it just—I think it needed to build more or something. It, it mm-hmm. needed more something. It was just wouldn't. Yeah, more good. specific insults would have been a good thing. That's a good point. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, next up, next we got, we got pink. Another pre-tape. Our third pre-tape of the show. Woo! Stocking up. So many pre-tapes on SNL these days, man. So many. So many. I don't know if they're too many. I mean, the pre-tapes are usually pretty strong, but yeah, we, we had a lot. We did. We did. Uh, so next we had a Pink's period underwear Ooh. with, uh, you know, special underwear to wear yes. when you're having your period. That's right. When is that time of the month for you? To hide your shame. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. And it just, you know, eliminates the odors and the mess and, or at least reduces them. And I don't, I don't know how lady parts work, <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> you finally admitted it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the big joke here is, I mean, we, we have like a montage of a bunch of women talking about how they're on the go and they don't always have time to like be dashing back and forth to the bathroom to attend to stuff. And and Amy Schumer's character is on a first date with Mikey Day. Uh, light show for Mikey Day, by the way. Yeah, not a lot of Mikey in this one. He, he only popped up in like a couple things. Yeah. And I was like, this, this. Um, so the big joke you hear is that all the dogs are coming up to Amy Schumer's character and sniffing her at the, in the crotch. Yeah. So as animals are wont to do. Cause yeah, they have a heightened sense of smell. They know what's going on. Right. Uh, I think at one point, uh, we see uh, Amy and Mikey at the zoo. And of course all the animals in the zoo yeah. go nuts, like the lion and yeah. the, and the tiger and the, the bears. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> 
I think at one point we see like there's a circle. There's like a circle of vultures over her head yeah. or eagles. Yeah. Did you hear? I I hear their periods attack ba- uh, attract bears. <laughs> the bears can smell the monstration. <laughs> Did you hear that? Bears. Now you're putting the whole station at risk. <laughs> it is baloney. We got to cover Anchorman two sometime. Uh we did. I, I remember watching Anchorman two and being like, "Oh, this isn't up to par." But I'll cover it if you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, All right. Uh, but uh, well enough, as I recall, I haven't watched it in a while. But yeah, it's uh, maybe maybe let's give it another watch before we decide to do a whole episode about it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. So I, I thought this was all right. I thought it was, it was funny. It was short. So yeah. Uh, it's a good thing to fill out the show. I thought, I thought it was weird that like, um, like, you know, the animals following around the woman, it's all Amy Schumer that's happening to like, cause like then it cuts to other people who also are wearing the pinks, like Ego yeah. and height and, uh, and, uh, uh, Chloe. And Chloe is a vet, so I thought they would have had a, a thing where animals would have followed her. Oh, she's playing a vet. Yeah, yeah. not not like a veteran cast member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. She's a vet. She's a veteran, veterinarian in this sketch. Yes. So I, I thought they would have had a thing where uh, animals would have followed her, her around, but they didn't. It was just the animals were just following Amy around, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Um, I think that's just because, you know, you want to give your host the good stuff and let them, you know, give the punchline, be the butt of the joke, whatever. I suppose so. Um, so yeah, so it was just you know the the cast setting the host up. I thought yeah, uh, I, I I see what you're saying. I didn't think it was that weird though. Okay, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, overall, I thought the sketch was okay. Yeah, it was. Eh. Yeah, it was all right. It was, all right. was fine. Short. Um, next, we have another live sketch. Getting back to the live sketches with the uh, WKTVN News. Uh, this one I got very distracted early on because, like in the opening seconds of the sketch, they they say we're going to Trumbull County, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> my county?" <laughs> I was like, "They said that they said my name," and I was, and so I was like, "I got to go tweet about this," and so I, I didn't really absorb the, the actual sketch until I rewatched oh, it John. this morning. <laughs> um, it's all about you, isn't it? I, I was like, "Oh, they're talking about me." I, I'm taking this as a sign that. They actually, somebody at SNL actually listens to this podcast, and this is their subtle way of letting us know that they listen. Uh, this this sketch it was written by Kent Sublette and Celeste Yin. Uh, do either of them know who I am and know that I exist and know that I co-host a podcast about SNL? Uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> if they make a sketch next week that takes place in Patterson, New Jersey, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> Oh, that would be brilliant. Let's throw down the gauntlet. Yes, have let's have a sketch in Patterson, New Jersey. Let's complete let's complete the duology. Let's do it, guys. Let's do it. Yeah, and, and like when I when I tweeted about it, I said like, oh yeah, and it's I, I know Trumbull is a town in Connecticut, but apparently they were referring to there's an actual I think there's a Trumbull County in Ohio. Uh, and then they, they said it's near Youngstown, which is I think where where this sketch was taking place. Okay, that sounds about right. So, but you know, hey, my mind was drifting, and I was I was busy tweeting. So, <laughs> as it's as it's want to do. Yes, yes. Um, so, so that we have Michael Longfellow as a new reporter, Chance, uh, Chance Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, um, and he's reporting on this house fire, and Cecily and Amy Schumer are these feuding cousins disrupting the newscast. 
And it comes out that Amy started the fire because she wants to get with Cecily's husband, Bowen. And, you know, it's, it's very white trash. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, this sketch I wasn't too wild about. It seemed, again, it seemed really kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. this sketch. It, it, it kind of felt like they were making it up as they were going along. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it is like what you said. It's like very kind of lay, laying into the trope that, hey, white trash people are hilarious. And so it was just them feuding over Bo and Yang's character. And, you know, Amy Schumer, like, I want to lay with you. And um, yeah. then we have other kind of white trashy people in the neighborhood kind of. Yeah, people start lining up to do their little tricks. They're their, like physical tricks. Like, here's the weird thing I can do. Um, um, I, I liked that when they had a big group of people gathering, they had a couple firefighters there. Yeah, that was funny. I, I liked, I like, that's just, it was never commented on, but I was like, okay, that's really cute that some of the firefighters are uh, just, just shirking their duty because like, I want to roll my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I want to dance in front of the cameras. Um, okay. There, there was a weird thing. There's a weird technical thing in this. Cause I'm watching it live on, on TV. You were watching it live on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, Cicely and Amy's characters, they're, they're both flash the camera. Right. And it wasn't towards the until the end of the sketch that they like did a little pixelation thing on them. Oh, really? Yeah, and like it wasn't to, at the very end of the sketch. I was like, oh, they were supposed to be pixelated when they were flushing because I just saw them like lift their their tops and they're both wearing like these flush colored spank things underneath. Oh, I didn't even notice that the first time. And I was like, oh shit, we weren't supposed to see that. Somebody wasn't able to do it quite. When they did, I mean, because that's got to be a really tough effect to do live. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that because I think at that point of the sketch, I kind of zoned out. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, but it, yeah, it wasn't until the very end of the sketch that that clicked into place. And then I rewatched the sketch on Peacock, and of course, they fixed it for Peacock. Right. Um, so. But I mean, that would also explain why the audience didn't really react to it either. Right, because they're not seeing the pixelation. Um, yeah, they were like, "What? What's happening? I don't get this." Yeah, yeah, they're just like, "Oh, okay, they're they're wearing like a flesh colored spank thing." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Overall, the sketch I thought was, again, just kind of all over the place and met yeah. sloppy, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe uh, Michael Longfellow's little uh, head dance, Bob Shimmy at the end saved it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it gave us a nice uh, uh, gift to use uh, when you were posting about the show. Like somebody was specifically asking for that on Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, "Give Darren fifteen minutes; he'll he'll put it up." <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Challenge accepted." I was like, "Oh, you know, Darren, you have to use that one now." Um, yeah, I I wasn't too nuts about it as a sketch, but they did mention my last name in the first <laughs> five seconds, so five stars. Oh, John, you're you're so easily won over. I'm an easy mark. It appealed to my ego. <laughs> What's that? A sketch that uh, has Superman in it? Five stars. Look, look, they were they were really. I, I feel like they were really uh, playing to me this week. They were <laughs> like, we. We're gonna have Cecily's uh, dog in the in the opening. We're we're gonna mention your name. We're gonna mention Batman. Cecily's gonna flash the camera during the sketch. <laughs> okay, SNL message received. Can we get REM into a sketch somehow? <laughs> can we get REM? Can we can we bring Elvis Costello in? 
This is going to be John Trumbull's Christmas gift. Can we have more women that John has crushes on? Yes. Can we get uh, Rachel Bloom or whoever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, boy. I just rewatched I, I just watched Reboot finally this week. Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've, yeah, I've seen like only the first few episodes. Like It's okay. But uh, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. I'm not I'm not loving it, but it's pretty good. All right. Um, so yeah, that's that. That was my quick reboot Ooh. review from Hulu. Um, reboot talk with John Trumbull. Reboot talk with John and Darren. Yeah. Uh, all right, now just a couple more sketches to go. Uh, next is Big Penis Therapy. Hey, good sketch name. Uh, co-written by Michael Che and Gary Richardson. Uh, yeah. So this one, it's basically a game night with uh, Amy mm-hmm. Schumer and her uh, and Uno. Oh, playing Uno. Yes. With uh, Schumer. I haven't played Uno in forever. It's been a minute. I think the last time I played Uno was probably like a day camp or some, or I think I was like a counselor at camp or something like that. But it's. We need to get together. We need to have a game night. We'll both try some matzo ball soup mm. and we'll play some Uno. This this needs to happen now. This needs to happen. This needs okay. to happen. Uh, but yeah, as far as this sketch goes, uh, we got Sarah Sherman, we got Ego, we got Amy, we got Dismukes. Dismukes. Yeah, yeah. And, and it kind of comes out, Dismukes is, he's talking about how he's been in therapy and it's like made a difference, like in his behavior, like the, the friends notice the difference and it kind of comes out that he's taking a thing called big penis therapy and that's the way that Amy's tricked him into going into therapy. Right. He's like, oh yeah, like I was always against therapy, but then I find out about big penis therapy where you, you know, you talk about your emotions and your feelings and it's all for people with big penises. And yeah. it's like, hmm, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I I like the concept of this sketch. Like the I, I like how out there and and bizarre the concept was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like... I, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I I was all right. It's, it's the sort of weird stuff that you want at 10 to 1, you know? Yeah, like I, I liked what they were trying to say about like how some guys are so adverse to something like therapy... Unless you right. call it like big penis therapy, so they have to be like, "Oh no, you! Yeah. It's for people with big penises." This type because because they're all they're so caught up in you know macho bullshit stuff, right? Exactly. And then like, go, and then as the sketch goes on, we find out he's actually been healthier because Amy Schumer has him on a, a fat rod vegan dinner plan, and he goes to yeah. Long Dong Church. So he has a like in order to improve him. You have to yeah. say it's for people with big penises. I I, I think that's yeah. a good idea, but I think the sketch, like I think I like the sketch, but I think I was like maybe one or two rewrites away from really liking this sketch. I I like I like this sketch. I still want to see other comedy sketches. You know, yes. I'm not ready to be exclusive <laughs> with this sketch. I like this sketch, but I'm I love this sketch, but I'm not in love with this sketch. Right. I want I want to see other comedy sketches made for people with big penises. Exactly. Like I, I like our, I like the relationship I have with this sketch. Let's let's not mess with what we have. Let's see other. That's right. I don't want to ruin my friendship. That's <laughs> no by. Uh, Oh boy, yeah. A lot of these uh, things we're saying, people are coming from uh, some real life experiences we've had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so I mean, it, it, it was it was fine. It was it was cute. Um, yeah. You know, I thought it was performed well. Yeah. Of course, it ended with uh, Dismukes destroying something, flipping over a table, flipping over the table, <laughs> just flipping the table off like the metal legs, which was that was kind of weird. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> it's not a Dismukes sketch until something gets trashed. <laughs> 
I guess and that's become a thing with him apparently. So all right. That's his MO. Um all right, well, and then lastly we have Big Dumb Hat. Uh this was uh written by Alison Gates and Kent Sublet. And we had uh Amy, Heidi, and Chloe. Right. And they're all just women with really huge hats, and that is the entire joke. Right. I mean it's basically playing off the uh the trope of you you see like you know maybe women on instagram have long hair and they have the the big comfy sweaters and they're into uh pumpkin spice lattes and whatnot and they all have that sort of stereotypical big like almost canadian mountie you know pharrell williams type hat yeah you know it's it's kind of kind of hat you wear on like an easter sunday or something yeah, yeah exactly and that's kind of become a thing now where all these kind of earthy hippie uh well off white women wear these uh yeah yeah, like they wear these big hats and you know they come in different colors like tan and that's it yeah uh i did like that line uh i got i got heavy whiskers are we vibes from this sketch you know yeah i could see that it's like that like the old um kate and 80 type of sketches where which i think allison gates was one of the writers on if i remember correctly yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah so it just just a lot of women addressing the camera and like here's this weird thing and i I thought i thought this was a real weekend to the night it it had its moments i thought like i like uh, at one point heidi pulls out a small a small starbucks cup out of her hat um i kind of like the, the part where Amy Schumer comes, leaves frame and comes back in with an even bigger hat. Like the brim of her hat gets bigger and bigger throughout the entire sketch to the point where I think at at one point it's like the side, like a wagon wheel or something like she almost hits Heidi in the head with it. I I, kind of felt like Krusty the Clown during that Simpsons episode. I was just like, you know, we get it. They have big hats. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there was was some early episode of the Simpsons where Krusty was hosting like an SNL type of thing. And they did, it seemed like a parody of like a hacky SNL sketch to me. So it, this one didn't really work. Oh yeah. I guess, I guess so. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that they were making fun of a certain type of uh, white woman, like, you know, how the, the, the type of woman that said where their boyfriends say, Hey, it's either me or the hat. Uh, mm-hmm. Marcelo came in with a, with the big dumb hat, but that doesn't really work because when the guy wears it, it's kind of creepy. He come in and say, like, yeah. "Hey, ladies, let's get vulnerable." And they're like, mm, "No." Um, it, uh, I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't. I think, like, for me, it, it didn't totally work for me, but it worked enough that I like. I I liked it. I'd say it was a thing that existed. Absolutely, I will acknowledge that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Maybe if it took place in Trumbull County, you'd love it. Uh, I would like it more. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, so that was that was the end of the the, the show. Um, I'll, I'll give Amy Schumer a little shout out because she did wear a, uh, a Love Jews tee during the Good Nights. Yeah, which I thought that was really nice. Thought that was great. Yeah, so because uh, a lot of a lot of anti-Semitism out there in the last few weeks. For yeah, we we seem to be going backwards in time, people. Well, yeah, it's kind of like what <laughs> what Cecily was saying during her update piece, where she's like, "I'm going to back up my chair 50 years," and you know, beep beep yeah. beep. I was like, "Really? It's an only 50?" Um, but gonna go. I guess she was. I guess she was counting back to around the time that uh, Roe v. Wade became the law of the land. Yeah. Oof. 
So, my good God. Gonna go back. They, want, they don't even want to take us back to the 50s. They want to take us back to, like, the idea of the 1950s, which never actually really existed outside of, like, Father Knows Best. Yeah. But it's really a. Oh, you go. It's. <sighs> It, it, so I don't know. It, it was a very mixed show for me overall. Yeah, like um, you know, highs and lows, ebbs and flows. I mean, I know that yeah. pretty much happens a lot in every episode, but yeah, true. I mean, it's I, I've said before. I don't think it's a realistic expectation to expect uh, an episode of SNL to be good all the way through. It's just by its nature, it's going to go up and down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best was definitely COVID commercial. The jurors kind of grew on me. Um, Pink's period underwear, I, th- I thought was pretty good. Yeah, jurors I thought was okay. Yeah, but I agree with you. The COVID was the, uh, the, the yeah. highlight of the night. And, you know, my name was mentioned and I got to see Wally on camera. <laughs> so, points for that. Absolutely. Not too shabby. So, you know, this was this is probably like a C episode, I'd guess. Yeah, I would say. Like, I, I think... I mean, it seems like maybe they're still trying to find their footing. They're still trying to find their rhythm a little bit. Like after so many other, after so many cast members left earlier in the season. So, I I mean, I know we're up to episode five right now. So by now they kind of should have found their footing a little bit, but I guess they're still having. It should be in a groove by now. Yeah. And I I feel like they're still like struggling a little bit, which is, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what next week holds now that we got uh, this wild card coming in, Mr. Chappelle. But uh, oh boy, yeah. I mean, we we talked all about that uh, early on. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think whatever happens, people are going to be talking about. It. Yeah, and that's what SNL wants. That are good. Yeah. And, and there's probably going to be yeah, and that's probably half the reason he was booked. Um, Absolutely. Um, so let's go to our, well, yeah, I mean, we'll we, uh, put out the word out on the, on the Twitter sphere about this. Yeah. Let's see what people had to say. Um, cause this was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we got our good friend Boardman gets pl- paid, not played, mm-hmm. uh, Lee hot, Lee hot, he lion saying, mm-hmm. uh, hello from free Twitter for now. So <sighs> ooh, yeah. ooh. we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. So I generally, I generally liked every episode. At least the episodes where I know who the host is. That's not Kim or Elon Musk. But this episode really showed you the difference between a comedian and a performer. And the sketches were all right. But the fact of the matter that she brought so much energy brought it up for brought it up to good. But I'm really just counting down till Mr. Chappelle hosts next week. Love you guys. Peace sign, peace sign, peace sign. Oh, and I'm going to use COVID to try to get off work this week. I'll see how it goes. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you've tweeted about it, so obviously it's a foolproof plan. Yeah, so. you kind of yeah, you kind of spilled the beans there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I you know what? Okay, what's what's the most absurd thing you took off work for? Uh, hmm. Cuz I have an answer. I think, and I, I could, I could tell my story real fast while you think about no, it. No, I probably took off movie. I probably, I probably took off work to see a movie. Okay, the, like okay. a movie. Camera. I once took off from work early so I could head into the city to go to a taping of Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Well, that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but I knew I was working for a place that I knew probably wouldn't just let me go if I just said that. So I just said, 
Uh, I just told them I had a doctor's appointment. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't really say no to that. Yeah, fair enough. And so, you know, I, t- I took off from work, I think, at about like 2 in the afternoon so I could get into the city in time for like the 4, 4.30 taping, whatever it was. And <laughs> Who was on, do you remember? And then I ended up on camera in the audience that night. <laughs> Dude, I was just about to make a joke about that. <laughs> they had they had a shot of the audience, and I was like towards the front, and they had a shot. <laughs> um, I remember like Jimmy Fallon was was a guest star. Oh, that's great! On that, um, he he just come out with his comedy album "Idiot Boyfriend," oh. and he he sang like the song. So if there is a video of that on YouTube or something, you will see me in the audience. <laughs> And I, so I, of course, I realized I ended up on camera and I was like, I pray that none of my bosses watch Conan O'Brien tonight. <laughs> oh my God. What are the odds your boss is like a huge Jimmy Fallon fan? And so, that left- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, <laughs> that could have backfired on me. I, I never heard anything about it. So I guess I got away with it, but I'm out of myself now. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right let's see what what else do people have to say uh our friend mikey with two e's he said he's sort of responding to uh what we commented on last week i think he used a british uh spelling in one of his tweets to us oh right and i was like oh are you british like i think he he maybe spelled behavior with a ou or he put an extra e at the end or something like something that you know is a british spelling he says Hey guys, you are correct. I am indeed 100% born, bred, and currently embarrassed to be British. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, governor. <laughs> um, another decent episode. Although this may be an unpopular opinion, I still think the Jack Harlow episode had more laughs for me. Hmm. Uh, definitely could feel a lot of Amy's material in this one, and I thought she did a great job as usual. Didn't love the cold open, but the monologue was decent, and most of the live sketches were solid also. COVID pre-tape was probably the highlight for me, and Weekend Update was good as it usually is. Good overall, but not great. Yeah, I'd um, agree with that. So, okay, I'm, I'm very interested because oh, now we know Mikey's British. Are, are you living in the U.S., though? Yeah, and uh, because and more importantly, are you offended every time I do like my little British uh, accent? Because I think I'm nailing it. Let, let me know if I'm nailing it or not. That's more important. Your your Oliver Twist, yeah. please, sir. Can I have some more? You know, because like all think when I talk like this, I'm like I'm quite nailing it, ain't I? As I'm doing all right, yeah. You, Darren, you you you, you sound like Michael Caine with Down <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Damn it! I thought I nailed it. <laughs> hey, what's it? What's the your one about then? What's all this? But uh, yeah, uh, Mikey, uh, yeah, let us know. I'm very curious. Like, are are you in the UK and you're watching the show somehow? Because then, with the time differential, you'd be watching at a weird time. Yeah. Or I, I'm assuming you've got to be living in the US somewhere because I mean, we know that there are people in Canada who watch uh, Saturday Night Live, like our friend uh, John Schneider. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess you're you're an expat or something. Yeah. Let us so. let us know. I'm just very curious about that. If, if you don't want to reveal, that's fine. But uh, yeah, let us know, man. Let, let us know, mate. Yeah. Let's, let us know, bruv. Where, where you where you at there? What? What are you trying to do? Sex pistols? I, I think so. <laughs> I sound like Sid Vicious now. Yeah, like oh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What else we have? Uh, our friend John. Why am I still here, Anias? 
He's at uh, Burton-esque 92, at least for now. Says, even with a couple sketches that weren't 100% there or kind of lost the plot, this feels like the best episode of the season so far to me. What do you know? It's better to have a host who has a comic identity and knows the 8-H ropes, and Schumer was utilized very well. Uh, I'd agree with that. Like, she seemed to be pretty comfortable on a, you know, as a host because she's done it so before, so she yeah. she didn't seem as nervous and uh, kind of out of place as maybe. She, she did seem very at ease there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, she has a background in sketch comedy. She's been at SNL twice before, so she knows the deal. She knows, she knows where everything is. She knows, she knows the ropes. She knows where the bathroom is when you have to, you know, dash off if your uh, your pink superior underwear is failing right. or something. She knows uh, where the good bathrooms are. She, she probably does. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Yeah. 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 I I would still put the Brendan Gleeson episode above that. Um, yeah. Same. If for no other reason, because it had a "Please Don't Destroy" short, and I I really missed "Please Don't Destroy" shorts the last couple weeks. I yeah. I mean, I mean, we've gotten that one, and then we got that other one. Right. Uh, and they're still writing sketches like the jurors sketch. Right. Um, but I I miss their voices on the show. I, I've I've come to expect and really appreciate that now. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, well we also have from um, Annette Marati saying I feel bad for Devin not showing up at all this episode and then Curly Joe corrects and said uh, that he was in the court sketch of the bailiff. But yeah, we're not seeing that much uh Devin Walker much uh in these uh in these episodes he's like sort of becoming like the new aristotle a little bit well i mean it might be a little early to say that because it's only fifth show of the season yeah but yeah he hasn't had much since his death segment and update i do feel like the overall the show is doing a decent job of integrating the new people the new featured players into the show yeah yeah i, I see marcello quite a bit and um marcello's popping up a fair amount uh michael longfellow had you know a good showcase with the uh the uh, what was that sketch called? The, the new sketch? The... Oh, uh, WKLMNOP. WKTVN. The, the John Trumbull sketch. The John Trumbull sketch, exactly. Let's just call it that. <laughs> the John Trumbull Ego Boost sketch. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, and lastly, our friends at the Saturday Night High podcast are, are just very happy that you posted the gif of, of Michael Longfellow doing the little head shimmy thing. Yeah. It's a funny little head shimmy. I'll give it that. It is. It just says, it's here. Oh, my God, that shimmy is everything. And then so, <laughs> so, so we made somebody really happy. Yay. We made you happy. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, that's it. And that's our episode, guys. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. That's all we have to say. Um we are still on the Twitter for now mm-hmm. at SNL Nerd Show. We don't think that's changing. Um, I'm still on Twitter at Trumbull Comic. I'm still on Twitter uh, at uh, Darren Incredible, D-A-R-I-N Incredible, Twitter and Instagram. And hey, if you're in the uh, northern New Jersey area, if you're in like the mm-hmm. Montclair, Essex County area, why don't you come by this Thursday and watch me uh, do my comedy thing? Because I'm bringing up the... Uh, the non-productive comedy show is coming back, making a grand return. So uh, come through. I'll I'll probably mm-hmm. retweet it out on my uh, twitters and uh, and the like. So uh, where where is that happening? I don't think you mentioned the video. Oh shit, that's right. Uh, at just Jake's in Montclair, New Jersey. Just Jake's in Montclair. This um, Thursday yes. at eight o'clock. Good venue. It's in it's in the back room there. Uh, you'll you'll see a lot of good comics. Um, I think our friends uh, Natty Bumpercar and Molly Spiderdo are, are both going to be there. Right, right. Uh, Frank Kablawi 
one might be there, the the mighty Frank Kublau, the uh, Lauren Michaels of this podcast. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to see him. Frank Kublaui. Yeah. You'll, yes. you'll be able to see him. And I thought I, I might, I'm not going to be performing, but I think I might try and show up just to catch the show and Ooh. just hang out. So, uh, yeah, if you see either one of us there, um, yeah, say hi. Yeah, say hi. We, we don't get to meet many of our listeners face to face ever. So that would that would be a kick. Yes, absolutely. That would that would be the that would be a coup, as they say. That would be the bomb. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, so so check that out. That's uh, happening this coming Thursday, the 10th, uh, after we know how the elections turn out. And yeah, please, please go out and vote. We've said it before. Please go out and vote. It, it's, just, it's very important. It's super. Save, save our democracy. And if you've, you've already voted with early voting and all that. Thank you for thank your, you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for your service. Um, there's something else I guess I'm going to uh, mention. Um, so I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Um, I've, I've had a very tough time of it this year, uh, financially. Um, I've been out of work for quite a while. I haven't had like a regular day job in over a year since like February of last year. So I've as you might expect, I've been struggling quite a, quite a bit. Um, don't have any family in the area. Don't, you know, I've, my, my options are limited. I'm, I've been doing the odd uh, jobs here and there, uh, freelance stuff and all that, but I can still use some help, you know, it's, and I've gotten behind my rent and it's still extremely possible I may get evicted. So, uh, to that end, I've started up a GoFundMe. Uh, if you just do a search on GoFundMe and it's uh, please help uh, John Trumbull avoid eviction uh, or just help John Trumbull avoid eviction. I'm still kind of short of my goal. I've been able to catch up a bit, but, you know, I'm, it's kind of an all or nothing thing. And I've lived in the place I've lived for 19 years. I really don't want to be homeless. Wow. So, um, yeah, I've been dealing with this uh, behind the scenes for all the time. Didn't really want to bring it onto the podcast, but I feel like I'm probably at the point where I should. So, if you listen to this, if I have ever entertained you at all for the last four years we've been doing this, um, and if you're able to, Go on, contribute what you can, whatever amount you would not miss. Five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. I know from experience, it adds up. So if you can do that, that would really help me out. I'm, you know, hey, I'm looking for all the jobs I can. I apply for stuff every freaking day. I'm working like a part-time temp job right now, but it's not enough. So I need some help and I got to swallow my pride. So that's where I am right now. So if you can do that, I would appreciate it. Um, we'll post the link from the Twitter account, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. But you can also just go to my personal Twitter, at Trumbull Conic. Right. T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L and the word Conic. Yeah. All right. And so, find the link there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys, just do whatever you can to help out. Uh, 
an SNL nerd. And um, yeah, anything you can help out or anything you can donate would be uh, greatly yeah. appreciated. Any amount is appreciated. That's right. And if you and if you can't, uh, signal boost. Yes, absolutely. That's like retweeting it. That is huge. If and look, I, I totally get things are tough all over right now. Lots of people are struggling. I am by no means alone in my problems. But yeah, if you can, if you can retweet it, I appreciate that. I think that is just as great as, as being able to contribute. Absolutely. So, you know, signal boost if you can. Uh, just uh, like do go to GoFundMe.com, uh, search for John Trumbull, T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L, and you'll you'll find help John Trumbull avoid eviction. So okay. All right, all right, that's it. Uh, sorry, I had to say that. Sorry, I had to kind of end the podcast on a down note. Yeah, how do we uh, <laughs> how do we smoothly end this podcast now? I don't know. The beginnings are tough, and the endings can be tough too. Um, mm. And I, I've got a car honking outside. I don't know if people can hear that from my mic, but I just heard it. Uh, oh well, you should really look into that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's done now. It's done. Got it. Okay. Done. It's it's a nice place to live. I want to keep living here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So if you if you could help uh, me get back on my feet a little bit, it's much appreciated. Yeah. Um. So next week, yeah, we'll be back with uh, more about SNL. I'm sure we'll have lots of opinions, lots of things to have opinions about Oof. with the Dave Chappelle show, and and you know I'll get to see uh see Blackstar and find out what they're all about. They're good. Like I highly recommend if you're into. 90s hip-hop at all like if you're into tribe called quest de la soul or even if you're not like if you're or, I, don't, I i think their debut album is excellent like i would and that's the i mean that's the only album they really came out with except for this okay. sec, their second album which only is on luminary but uh luminary exclusive but yeah so. but like the first well, album, i guess i guess that's why they were they, they passed under my radar yeah uh, but yeah the first album is uh is fantastic Cool. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. The host, yeah. The host, though. Hmm. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um. Yeah. I, I. I. still. I still have some of the residual like for Chappelle. And, you know, I totally get why people are down on him now. Just hoping this doesn't snuff that out. Whew. You know, it's not. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to enjoy him. Yes. Please let me enjoy this. Yeah. So, uh, so, so we'll see. We, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it all out. <laughs> we will figure it all out. Until then, rock the vote. <laughs> rock the vote. And then, until then, nerds, nerds out. out! This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.